19 minutes past 7 o'clock. Joining us now in uh, the KYMN studios is Northfield Schools Superintendent Dr. Matt Hillman. Matt, good morning. Thank you so much for coming in. Good morning, Jeff. You know, I was listening yesterday morning to the, uh, you know, to your segment with Rich and it was, you know, hearing the stories of your international travel. You know, you're now an international man of mystery, I understand. And, uh, <laughs> or and, just uh, a mysterious weird dude. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Uh, <laughs> And I and I understand. I understood from that conversation that Rich emptied the bullpen while uh, he while you were gone, and that <laughs> the guest list was short last this week. And shortly thereafter, I got a text from Rich asking, you know, <laughs> would I be willing to come in and chat a little bit today? So I I, I asked, was I Brock Stewart or am I? And I got a great. I'm, he's compared me to Juan Berenger. I'll you take bet. that. Senior smoke. There you go. Well, he, he used to live in Northfield. I don't know. If I know. He still I heard lives. that. Yeah. Yes. If so, anyway, no, well, happy Juan, to be here. You you've got uh, and you're Juan if. If you're if you're out there listening, um, you're welcome to come in too. We'd, yeah. we'd be glad to have you in the bullpen <laughs> <Exactly>. here. <laughs> um, no, we. Uh, so you're in today, and we're going to talk about uh, some of the things that um, uh, have been going on at the school that maybe not be so much related to uh, the school board and some of the activities that they do, but uh, um, some of the other things. And one of the things is uh, the ACT scores in, in college testing. Um, you, you've got brought a lot of information on that. And what, where do we start on that? I'll let yeah. you start. Yeah. And I think that, you know, all of our work relates to the board. You know, the school board are the elected representatives of the community, and they're charged with setting the direction and the expectations for the school district. And you know, we have an outstanding school board who really understands how to govern uh, the school district. And so, you know, all of these results are really due to the, uh, you know, scores of people over the last 20 years who have, you know, participated uh, as a school board member or attended a school board meeting or been part of our advisory committee. So these results are really uh, the community results. And uh, today we'll talk about just a couple of things. We're going to talk a little bit about college readiness, and then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the work that we're continuing to do to improve the opportunities for students who are looking to also be career ready. And so a little bit of both ends of the spectrum. Okay. Something we talked about many years ago, Jeff, is wanting our students, to, there's this piece about we want college ready, we want career ready. And the terms that we use with our students is we want you to be choice ready. So what that means is when you graduate Northfield High School, we want you to have the maximum choice available. So if you want to choose a, a four-year college, you are ready, you have the skills and the dispositions to do that. If you want to join the military, uh, you have the skills and the dispositions to do that. If you want to enter the world of work, you want to get right into a career that you have the skills and dispositions to do that. But you're not boxed into one of those choices. You actually have an array of opportunities that you get to pick from. And I think if anybody listening you know, can think about how they feel when they have no a number of choices that they are in the driver's seat to make versus when you have very few choices to make, I think you think about – you can you really consider – how do you feel about that? How is your self-esteem? You know, how do you look at all of the other problems that you uh, you attack and uh, as part of your daily life? And I think it's just a good place for kids to be to be choice ready. So part of that is is college prep, uh, preparedness, and one of the ways that we measure college preparedness, and it's a national measure, is the ACT. And so what people have probably read, if you're uh, reading the news in the past week, you saw some really disheartening headlines that say. This round of ACT scores were the lowest in 30 years. And so when we hear that, I think we just paint, well, that's the ACT. Everybody's down on the ACT. Not so here in Northfield, Jeff. Right. You know, I, I like the fact that we have been really bucking the national narrative on a number of these recent academic downturns. As 
We talked about the MCAs, uh, you know, back in late August that while the state was going down, we were going up in many uh, of the metrics. And the same is true with the ACT. So the class of 2023 averaged a 22.5 score. Uh, 36 is perfect on the ACT. Um, very few students get that. It's the that 22.5 composite score is the highest that we've had in five years. So we are back to pre-pandemic, uh, which is a great place to be. Uh, the state average declined to 20.8. So we are um, you know, nearly a full two points uh, ahead of the state average, which is pretty substantial uh, in the ACT world. And we have a lot of students who take the ACT test. There are some schools that maybe not all of their students you know, take the ACT test, but we have the a large majority of our students uh, do take the ACT test. When we look at some of the other uh, data around, um, there are really four compo- there are four uh, tests that are part of the ACT. In English, um, our score was a full point and a half uh, above the state average, um, and that's pretty awesome. And it was actually even uh, better. It was almost two point two points better than the national average. Um, in mathematics, we outpaced the state. Um, by about a po- a little less than a point, um, well, actually just a little less than two points, excuse me, um, and by three full points. And this is not percentage; this is scale score points. So think of that from zero to thirty-six um, as the score, and we're outpacing the national average by a full three points in mathematics. In reading, um, we're outpacing that uh, state average by about two points, and again, nearly uh, well, about three and a half points uh, in reading. In science, uh, outpacing the state average by a point and a half, and um, again, um, nearly uh, three points uh, on uh, the national average. And so then they look at all four of those subtests that they call, and they say students who, you know, what, what percentage of students meet the, meet the college-ready criteria in all four of those? And Northfield nearly, not quite, but nearly doubled uh, the national average on that. And so um, while we have a lot more work to do, I think uh, residents of the Northfield School District can understand that their students are getting a robust and rigorous uh, education that will prepare them for college should they want to go there. And so I think it's really a testament to our students who have really worked very hard to prepare. Um, it's a testament to our teachers who have just done an excellent job of, of working. That's just That's not just our high school. That's our K-12 system, right, making sure that kids are – uh, ready to be able to take those rigorous courses at the high school is, is something that we all share in. So we're really pleased to see these uh, substantial, I, I would call it sub, uh, substantially outpacing the state and national narrative on this uh, assessment. As Superintendent Hillman is uh, with us and we're talking about ACT scores. Uh, let's let, let's talk about the, uh, the the relevance of the ACT test now. We have heard a lot of colleges are changing uh, many of their admission standards, maybe not using the uh, ACT. You know, it's a, those scores are a good metric to use mm-hmm. to see if Northfield is performing well. The students are performing well. But when you do go to college, um, is that still one of the big driving factors for admittance? So you're right. You've seen a number of colleges who have really... Um, they they aren't putting the ACT in the driver's seat like they used to, right? Mm-hmm. So they are allowing students to provide a, a more holistic approach 
in terms of proving that they are ready for the admission at that particular college. My understanding is that most still consider the ACT, and in fact that that can be something that you can use in addition to, or even as the primary driver, if that is, uh, you know, if that's you know part of your set of circumstances, that's your really strong demonstration that you're ready to attend that college. It's an interesting discussion, and, and I, I want to clearly say, you know, ACT scores aren't everything. But they are a good systems check for us as we look at our averages across the system. There will always be some students who do uh, better on the ACT you know, than maybe they will perform in college. That can be a variety of different reasons, right? There are also students who don't perform as well on the ACT who will do really well in college. So this is not about those ends of the spectrum, right? But when we look at it as a, as a check on our system, are our systems on average – giving students the preparation that they need to be able to enter uh, into a college environment. And what this data says is yes. How many times do uh, students take those tests? Can you do that multiple times? And, and you'd mentioned a majority of students uh, do take that test. How, how many are there? Does pretty much everybody take those? or what? So we offer um, every junior the opportunity to take one nationally normed test. And this goes back to this part that I spoke to you about choice ready, right? We want kids to be choice ready so that they are in the driver's seat. So we offer one of three tests. We offer the ACT. We offer the AccuPlacer, which is, a, again, a nationally normed test that is typically used for community college, technical college entrance, or the ASVAB, which is uh, designed really to help um, inform the military about what kind of uh, what kind of military service would you be best prepared for. So we offer all students the opportunity to take uh, those three assessments. And the vast majority choose the ACT. So we have, I understand there are about 30 students last year who took um, the uh, AccuPlacer and a few less who took uh, the um, ASVAB as part of that, you know, we're, we're going to provide you one test for free. Now, students then can take the ACT more than once. And I, I, I can't tell you whether that's common or not. Uh, I think we have a lot of Northfield students who do take the ACT more than once. They might take that free. And you you take your best score, right? So um, your best score is what you're going to use as you look at, at uh, your college preparation or your college application components. And so students can take it more than once. We offer them for free one of those sittings. Do those tests, is it always the same test? I mean, if you take it twice, do all the students take the same test? And if you take it a second time, is it the same as the first time? There are different versions of the test, okay. Jeff. They test okay. the state the same standards. Um, and I, I suppose it's theoretically possible you could get a similar question, you know, on a couple of different assessments. But they they test the same metrics, but they use different way, different questions in testing mm -hmm. that. Uh, Superintendent Hillman is with us. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, career ready, getting students career ready as well. Let's move into that uh, into uh, that topic. What uh, what has the school been doing, and what can you tell us about that? So this is something that you know we continually hear, and this is part of the choice ready um, mantra that we have really worked on over the past five or six years. And I think that sometimes, you know, in society, we want to pigeonhole things, right? You're either going to a career, you're going to the military, you're going to college, right? And we want students to have the option to do any of those. And if they start with one and decide they want to move to another, we want them to have the skills and the dispositions to do that. And so uh, we have been in discussions with our community uh, for a number of years about in Northfield, right, which we know is a special place. Um, what is the best way for us to be able to provide all of those opportunities? And we've tried a number of, th of things over the years, um, and we, we really believe in continuous improvement. So if we go down one road and we don't feel we've been successful, 
We don't lament. We don't cry. You know, we don't complain. We just say, okay, what's next? Uh, what what can we try next to address this? And I'm really excited about where we are at right now, um, specifically with bringing agriculture education back to the Northfield High School for the first time in 33 years. Uh, so uh, Kristen Harner is a strong ag- agricultural ag- uh, education advocate in our community, and you know she tells me that there's around 60,000 unfilled uh, jobs in the ag industry. Now, it's not just running a plow, right, or running the, the combine that we're seeing in our fields outside of town, you know, this time of year. There's so many different opportunities, uh, you know, within Ag Ed. And so what we really think is important is for students to have those opportunities. So we made um, some important decisions this year to be able to move ahead um, by hiring. We had a couple of open tech ed positions. P- listeners would think of these as shop positions. And so what we looked at is it's very hard to hire a tech ed teacher, so we added an ag ed license as an opportunity uh, for people applying, and we had some good applicants, and we hired an amazing uh, teacher, TJ Austin. He had spent the last uh, nine years or nine or ten years uh, teaching ag ed at a high school in St. Paul, uh, a Texas native with a lot of agricultural background, and he has he's actually, frankly, got the program um, two years ahead of where I thought it would be. And so we're offering a couple of ag classes during the day, um, both semesters, and then he's also teaching some other, uh, you know, he's teaching our cars course and, uh, you know, those kinds of things. So we still have that mix of, you know, ag ed and uh, what you'd consider to be traditional shop courses. Uh, but last night, uh, a very exciting thing took place, and it was our first uh, Northfield Agricultural Food and Natural Resources Experiences, what would be called an outreach class. So for some kids uh, in grades, you know, we don't, we don't have the ag program at the middle school yet, but for kids in grades 7 through 12, uh, this is what's often called an outreach program. We're running it through Community Ed. Uh, TJ Austin is, is leading that as well. And it's an opportunity for students who aren't able to get that ag ed experience during the day to be able to have an ag experience during the school year. And then that leads into um, restarting our FFA program. And the outreach program is an important part um, of that FFA program. And so around 30 to 40 people uh, were at that first uh, event last night. Principal Shane Bayer uh, reported this to me. I wasn't able to make it last night. I look forward to attending uh, you know, another session here in the coming months. I think that they meet once a month. Um, and they're really focusing on a holistic part of student development. So it's not just about um, ag science. It's about, of course, it's about ag as an industry, right? It's about food and natural resources, but it's also about leadership development and personal growth and career success and they're going to get together monthly, uh, you know, to work on these kinds of topics. And so it's an opportunity for our students in this um, this outreach program, if they aren't yet able to have that ag experience during the day, that they are able to get this uh, in the evening. And it's really going to be a great – we're just seeing such traction. We, are, we already have some students who are participating in some FFA contests. And just you – know, you know, Jeff, when you can see a program getting traction – Right, you start to see that flywheel turning where all of the conditions are in place. Kids are having a good experience, families are having a good experience. It just it is really very exciting. So on this career readiness side, this ag ed uh, restart is a big part uh, of our plan moving forward. Yeah, I got to say, I really like uh, how this whole thing came about. Uh, you, you were talking about budget cuts a couple of years ago, and and uh, asking. Uh, input from people what they like what they don't like and what they'd like to see and, and ag was uh, uh a, a huge part of that really it absolutely grew out, was grew out of that now it's good to see that uh, we actually have a uh, full curriculum uh in the works and rolling 
And it's only going to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really do think that this is lightning in a bottle. Uh, we really think that this is a curricular area that a, a variety of different kinds of students have an interest in. And so we're so excited to see the program grow and thrive. And uh, we're just thrilled. We've had a number of community partners who've been helping us. I've got a photo I'm going to share with Rich that um, we we have one of the, the – the, might be the – it was a sign from the last time that we had an ag program. And it sounds like it was – passed down through a family uh, to a current high school student uh, who is part of this program. And it's the original or one of the original Northfield FFA signs. It's a yellow background, blue writing. Um, I've got the photo. I'll share it with Rich so he can include it in the story. But I think this is just an example of the excitement that you know people who had been involved in the program you know over 30 years ago who were sad to see it's, it's, um, you know, it going away are so thrilled to see it coming back. And it's just a very exciting time at Northfield High School to provide this real hands-on, you know, science-rooted, technical-skill-rooted program uh, come back and and really do good things for kids. Yeah, I I really think that's a great story. But let's talk about, it's not just getting uh, kids' career ready. There are a lot of different uh, trades and a lot of different ways, you know, uh, they can get them ready for a different type of job, maybe not college or something, Mm -hmm. but, uh, or maybe it will be college. But uh, what about some of the other areas, you know, technology and medicine and trades? So tech ed, uh, you know, what would people would consider to be a, a traditional shop course. We offer a, a wide range of those courses, woods and metals and those kinds of things to help students sample, if you will, what are the kinds of careers that they might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a very popular family and consumer science uh, a set of courses that range from child development. Uh, and we know that child care, the child care industry right now is in such need of people. So there's some child uh, development opportunities there's opportunity for culinary arts uh, work. The most popular uh, elective at Northfield High School for a long time has been baking and pastries, right? And so uh, that, again, is a field that I think sometimes people don't initially perceive as part of being career ready. But if we think about what the food industry does, it's just amazing. Um, our business ed uh, program is offering students opportunities to sample uh, computer courses. We have a computer programming class. So there is a wide range of courses that are able to help prepare you for uh, success. We are uh, bringing back a program or working to bring back a program that will allow students to do some work in the healthcare field as part of their high school experience, get credit for that, and potentially some industry certification. So we are working with uh, some local healthcare vendors about that as well. So we're really retooling these pieces, and I think that you're going to see some more work-based learning opportunities for, for high school students. And one final comment, Jeff, about mm-hmm. something you made just a, a few moments ago. I, I understand that you know people don't always look at the school district as a governmental entity, right? But we really are. You know, we, we are a, a democratically run organization. You elect representatives to a board. The board sets the direction and makes sure that they're governing uh, the actions of the district. And I think sometimes people become disheartened because they, they don't feel that their voice is being heard. And it's it's hard, right? Because in democracy, people have a lot of different opinions. And from time to time, it's not your opinion that is selected, right? And so I can understand how sometimes people become disheartened. But in this case, I think that this is this ag experience piece is just another example of how, as a school district and as a board, we take all feedback seriously. And while we don't always meet everybody's expectations, I wish that we did, but you just... It's not humanly possible. I think this is just another example of how 
we listen to all feedback. And when we're able to activate it and, and work on it and bring something to fruition, that that happens. And I think this is a really great example, as you said, of making a great program come out of something that was really a tough discussion to start with. But we're not you know, gathering up on sides. We're working together to do good things for kids, and this is just the latest example of that. Good stuff. Matt, we're out of time. Thank you so I know. much for coming Have a great in. day. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again in a week or two. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman.